Her last name is Italian for baker. She starred in over 50 commercials. She is a Leo Virgo cusp. I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And this is History Duffs Presents Hayden Penetier Part 3. Woohoo! Happy Mother's Day, Paige! Happy Mother's Day! I didn't realize how um, short those facts were. <laughs> That's okay. I just can't wait to get into the episode. I love the panettiere means baker because that reminds me of the panna bakers. Oh, I thought you were going to say it reminds you of Cheaper by the Dozen because that's what it reminds me of. Oh, well, well, that's another little beautiful Hillary connection right there. Yes. I thought that that fact would have already come up by now, but it didn't. So I just threw it in the intro. It felt like it was something that like kind of goes without saying because it's like we, you kind of know even if you don't know. It makes sense. It makes so much sense. If you know anything about uh, linguistics. Linguistics and the Panabakers. <laughs> I almost said logistics. <laughs> well, that too. I mean, a lot of logistics are involved in, in life yeah. at times. So I've been told. Anyway. That's deep. Uh, the year is 2002. That's right. Hayden Penetier is... Quick math, 1989 to 2002. 13? Okay. 13. Okay, she's 13. She turned 13 this year. And she starts playing a character on Kingdom Hearts. She is the voice of... That's right. Carrie. Kyrie. Kyrie. Kari. Kari. Oh, it's Kari. Kari the sounds... That Kari. feels right. Yeah, Kari. Kari. Um, she's the voice of Kari. In specifically the English version of the video game. Yes. Because um, it was released in Japan first, and then it was released in America in English. And I'm sure that everyone knows that Kyrie means say it, say it, Paige. C. It, it means C. It means C. And more specifically, C with an A. Um, yeah, C with an A and a nautical mile. That's right. Yes, I didn't want to say it because I figured everybody already knew. I'm yes. not here to mansplain anything to anybody. Yes. <laughs> I just realized my microphone has been pretty far away. Oh, you sounded good, though. I think going forward, you'll sound better, but you sounded good still. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I don't want to re redo any of that. I really don't think we have to. Good. And you can't your, make us, dear listener. <laughs> your delivery of Nautical Mile was truly breathtaking. Thank you. You can't recapture that magic. And then when you said... C with an A, I actually mm. cried. Wow. Thank you. Um, this has been Hayden Penetier Part 3. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm actually so excited to talk about this because Hayden Penetier goes on to play a character in my favorite show, Allie McBeal. We didn't even finish discussing Kingdom Hearts. Oh, wait. We did. We, I what mean, are you doing? Is there, what is, there more to, is there more to say? Really, no. Really, really all I was going to say is that she played Kari in um, a lot of the video games. Not all of them. She also was in a TV movie in 2003, which we'll talk about. But um, several of the sequels, her role was actually taken over by a podcast fave, Allison Stoner. Oh. <gasps> Speaking oh, that... of the bakers, too, from Cheaper by the Dozen. That is a fun fact. Oh, my gosh. I love Allison Stoner. 
Me too. Wow, that's cool. You gotta love a good. That's voice really acting all I know gig. about Kingdom Hearts, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's time to, to talk about Ally McBeal. Yes, I'm sorry. I just really had to get that out, but it's your turn now. Please talk about Ally McBeal. Okay, stop begging me. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we started this podcast is just talk about our favorite things. So I know, I know. Okay, so I want to set the scene for you. The year oh. is probably 2010. And 15-year-old Hope Carew is uh, a new kid in Texas. And anyway, didn't have that much of a social life for a while there. And I was very, very uh, invested in Allie McBeal, which for some reason I had discovered because I don't know what streaming platform it was on in 2010, but I found it and I loved it. Okay? And I actually stopped watching it when Hayden's character showed up because I was like it jumped the shark oh shoot it jumped the shark I was like okay that's where I draw the line Allie Mm. but then Mm -hmm. I and you know what I was hormonal you know I was brave of you to admit that yeah yeah so I went back in and I re and I rewatched Allie McBeal. Well, I watched season five of Allie McBeal. And... What for this podcast or back mm-hmm. then? No, no, for this podcast. So you didn't watch it at all. I hadn't. I hadn't watched Allie. I hadn't watched Hayden's season because yeah. I will liken it to, um, you know, Dawn from Buffy. Yeah, of course I do. That's kind of what happens. Wow. Is, but bef- but before I get there, let me just ex- let me just okay. explain the universe of Ally McBeal, please. First of all, and just tell you a little bit about the show, which stars mm-hmm. Callista Flockhart as like a very dreamy, neurotic lawyer named Ally Ally McBeal. Uh, she went to Harvard. She's from Boston, and she starts a new job at her college friend's uh, law firm, Cajun Fish. Okay, so her friend is Richard Fish, aka. Greg German, who we know. Okay, is it Cage and Fish? Yes. Okay, I thought you said Cajun, Cajun Fish. <laughs> like fish from New Orleans. Imagine. That'd be like, that's... Yeah, I was like... Cajun Fish. Cajun Fish. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, that... But it's Cage and yes, Fish. Yes, because there are two partners. Sounds a lot like Cajun Fish. <laughs> John Cage and uh, Richard Fish. Um, okay. And... Johnny Cage, like from Mortal Kombat? But it's not Johnny. I guess it's... Sorry, John. <laughs> he grew up. <laughs> you would never... He's done fighting in Mortal Kombat. You would never think that this guy was um, anyone who'd ever fought mm-hmm. anyone. Um, <laughs> okay, gotcha. Like this, so it's a legal comedy drama set in Boston. But Greg German was in um, Joe Somebody with Hayden Panettiere, which is why I'm bringing him up. I love it. Okay, so it's an ensemble cast about a law firm okay so we've Mm. got Portia de Rossi as an ice queen lawyer we have Lucy Liu as a really mean like cutthroat lawyer like and her and Portia de Rossi are besties and they're like super mean um it's kind of their vibe we've got Jane Krakowski as Allie's personal secretary 
And it's this huge trope in the show, or not trope, but the show itself is very, very musical. It has Vonda Shepard as like um, a running musical guest. She's in every episode. So like every episode, they pretty much go to their the bar beneath the law firm and it's like a singing and performance bar so there's a lot of musical numbers in this show oh wow okay and it's very like magical realism because Allie has these like really lifelike and bizarre hallucinations and so there's like all sorts of bizarre stuff like when someone sees someone who's hot like their eyes will bug out and their tongue will fall out of their mouth what? and like when Allie's mad she'll like imagine like hitting someone and like killing them and shaking them and then it's back to like real life like she wow. has these very I need you to watch it because it I is like I would love to she's a day like a, when I say daydreamer it's like pathological okay and she's also like quite frankly a very selfish character mm. um but she's very like wistful and she believes these things so anyway she gets hired at her friend's law firm and when she gets there who does she see but love of her life since she was six years old billy uh-uh. and she's loved him since she was little and this plot line and this is a reoccurring thing and the whole show is this one clip she's like when we were six years old I sniffed his butt and he sniffed mine like because we'd seen dogs do it I was so into it until you said that and she's like and we loved each other ever since I don't know if I can do it Mm -hmm. they have that like snippet it like recurs a lot she's like constantly thinking back to it so it's a little weird and then there's this whole thing where she sees a dancing baby where it's like a really kind of poorly animated dancing baby and it goes ooga chaka ooga chaka and it like dances towards her ask your mom about it and what does that mean it's like her biological clock ticking (laughs) and she's like looking for a husband looking for a baby ooga chaka ooga chaka and she's like haunted by it yeah Wow. You need to watch like at least the first episode of Allie McBeal. It is insane. I'm fascinated. The 90s were crazy. You root for her, but she also is like, at season five, you're like, girl, you need to start making some better decisions. Yeah, I feel you. You know, like she's a little chaotic. Your empathy kind of begins to wean. But then she goes through a lot, Mm -hmm. okay? And... I'm not going to spoil anything, but we've got a big... I'm just going to name a couple of her love interests. Okay, let's hear it. Robert Downey Jr. Okay. Who basically had to leave the show because he had to go to rehab in real life. I was going to say this is around the time of his struggles or would have been, wouldn't it? Isn't it? Yes, yes. (laughs) And it is very detrimental to the character of Allie McBeal. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. So it's like they were building it up to be like he's the one and then suddenly he was out. So it's like she's Mm -hmm. devastated. Um, And then we also have uh, John Bon Jovi. Oh, naturally. (laughs) Who is a huge part of Hayden's season. So I'll get there. Okay. Um, John Bon Jovi also had a role in uh, New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. What was the Gary Marshall movie? New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Yeah. The follow up to Valentine's Day. Yeah. New yeah. Year's okay. Day is not a good name for a movie. No. 
It's a good name for a Taylor Swift song. It is. That's probably what I'm thinking of. It is. <laughs> it's it New Year's so Eve. Is. Okay. I was just trying to think of any other John Bon Jovi role. His hair is so feathered in it. Like, it is actually... <laughs> and he's, like, kind of the same size and haircut of Allie. And so it's like, there. I don't really love them as love interests. And You're going to get so mad at me for saying this, but I've never seen an episode of Allie McBeal, so keep that in mind. It in my brain fills the exact same role as Felicity. Like they're kind of interchangeable shows in my head. Have you seen Felicity? No. I quit the podcast. <laughs> but if you asked me like, did this happen in Allie McBeal or did this happen in Felicity? I, w- I wouldn't know. I didn't even know Allie McBeal was about a lawyer. <laughs> they are kind of really similar characters actually because they're very intelligent women who are very very like reflective and it's Mm. like they're hyper emotional sensitive women and you're like seeing their journey as through Mm -hmm. life I mean probably what annoys them is like the similarities like the chat that I see to myself you know maybe that's why I start because it's like ooh, you know this is what it's like to be a young woman I don't know it's like I I will say I had a similar uh sort of like sentimental connection to Gilmore Girls because it was the exact same thing. I was 11 and moving to Texas and my mom bought me season one on DVD like for the drive to Texas. Oh, and so I just drive. grew very attached. Yes. And obviously loved it. Got to Texas, didn't have any friends. Yeah. So I just watched as much Gilmore Girls as I could. Yeah. And it becomes very like formative. It's formative. Yes. Super formative. Exactly. Yeah. But it's also like a part of why you like, you know, watching girls can be a little bit cringy is because like some things resonate with you and you're like, ew, I do not like that about myself, which is a lot of times the intention, right? Like Mm -hmm. it it is very powerful to see a flawed character, like a flawed female character, especially because like, you know, you don't have to like actually be perfect and do it all so we're seeing the world from like Allie's perspective and she's like a little bit insane we have musical appearances and acts constantly can I just tell you some of the famous names who have performed on the show is it sort of like a One Tree Hill situation they had a lot of guests like bands on One Tree Hill yes yes absolutely okay let me hear them and a lot of them have plot lines at the law firm gotcha. that I could tell you oh, like, more about. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> if if need be, if you have follow up questions, okay. Okay. Um, Josh Groban. Oh, starting off strong. Who has like many episodes, and he's like a choir yes, he boy, should. and she like hears him sing. She has a lot of like religious experiences and like vision. I told you she's hallucinating a lot, and she's very mm. nostalgic. So mm. there are scenes where she can fly. Like there's a lot going on. Uh, so we've got Josh Groban, we've got John Bon Jovi. Ooh, we have Lisa Edelstein, who she's in House. You know oh. her as Dr. Lisa Cuddy on House. And she's Is also she, uh, She's the girl she's the girl from Girlfriend's Guide to D- to Divorce on Bravo. Okay. She's a singer as well as an Okay, actress. gotcha. She's very good. 
um, but she started in theater. We've got Anne Hatch, 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 Anne Hatch, Hatch. You know who I'm talking about. Uh huh. Um, Tay Diggs. Oh wow. Jesse L. Martin. Albert Hall plays the um, the judge in most of the episodes, and he's always introduced as like a special guest star or like the with. Um, we've got mm. Jennifer Holiday, uh, Vonda Shepard, who I already told you about. And then, like, Lucy Liu performs, Portia de Rossi, all of the main characters perform. Callista Flockhart performs, Courtney Thorne-Smith, uh, Gil Bellows, Peter McNichol, Jane... Oh, and Jane Krakowski is a huge um, performer on it as well. Oh, my god! And Regina Hall. Also, Portia de Rossi is another person who is not in Hayden's Scream movies, but she's also in... Really? She's in Scream 2. Mm-hmm. She plays, like, Scream 2 is set at a college, and she plays, like, a sorority girl. Whoa. Oh, we've got Julianne yeah. Nicholson. Do you know who that is? Oh, I yeah. I love her. Yep. Yep. From Winning Time. From Winning Time, really? Mm-hmm. And um, I already said Robert Downey Jr. Um, and then we have James Marsden, <gasps> which is funny. I just watched Jury Duty Did today. you hear him say season five of Allie McBeal? Yes. I did. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I forgot about it until you just mentioned it, but yes, I did. We need to put that little snippet on uh, on TikTok. Oh, yeah. They also watch A Bug's Life. Hayden. <laughs> Injury Duty. They watch a Oh, Injury yeah. Duty? Oh, I didn't see that. Have you watched it? You should watch it. I haven't finished it. <gasps> you gotta. There's a great little cameo in the last episode that you'll love. And what's cute is that Allie has a roommate for a while, uh, throwback to Paige and I being roommates, <laughs> and her roommate is Lisa Nicole Carson, that's the actress, her her name is Renee, and she's like a public defender, and so they don't work at the same law firm, but they're both lawyers, and then Renee goes on to open her own law firm, Girl Boss. Oh my gosh, we love it. But what's crazy... <laughs> about this is that it was like at this weird point in the 90s where feminism hadn't quite um I don't know I guess it was at a weird didn't really know what message it was trying to send and so they're like looking for male lawyers and they're like making them like show off their six packs and stuff and they're like they're like yes it's illegal if we explicitly ask you to but if women, like, if we're working on our appearance, like, we deserve a little sugar, too. It's like, okay, ladies. Like, it was, like, so gross. And there is a lot of, like, in general, really outdated stuff in Allie McBeal. Like, really kind of outdated viewpoints on body positivity as well. Oh. There's a lot of, like, fat phobia. Yeah. And, like, Callista Flockhart is a very, very thin woman. And she makes all sorts of comments about, like, her, like not having like a big butt and like you know things like this mm-hmm. where it's like at one point Hayden Panettiere is like helping her like measure her butt with like a tape measurer because someone said it was lopsided and she's like literally like measuring the like her like weight you know yeah. it's like I mean it was what what did we say it started in 2002 that was you know the height of like the oh, I keep uber calling skinny it the 90s yeah <laughs> 2002 to me, basically that 2002 was the 90s. Was the 90s. Yeah. yeah, uber skinny. 
And I remember my mom told me this, like, when I started watching the show. She was like, your aunt and uncle loved this show. And she was like, and I remember one time on, like, some sort of, like, news show, there was, like, a, a like, a late night bit where they were like, Allie McBeal needs to eat an Allie McBurger. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and my mom was like, that stuck with me. And then it stuck with me because she told, she cursed me with that. I feel like they didn't have to, they could have. McDonald's was right there. McBeal, McDonald's. I don't know. That seems... Well, that's what it was. It was like... Maybe it was McRib. They were like Allie McBeal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Allie McRib. Something like that. Yeah. That's better. <laughs> Not that it matters. It was Burger. <laughs> it was... It was McBurger. <laughs> Probably. I just wish... It was McBurger. wish I was in that writer's room because the joke stays. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> what fast food item really well you weren't <laughs> I know. well you weren't i was seven <laughs> hey guys sorry to interrupt uh hope here with a quick corrections corner i asked my mom and she didn't know the right answer so i looked it up and it turns out that that is a david spade quote from weekend update and he says hey ally mcbeal how about you try an ally mcmeal um, which is a better joke, and I think Paige would have appreciated that more. Um, but also, let's not joke about EDs on Weekend Update. Okay, David Spade? Let's not do that. Also, uh, turns out Allie McBeal ran from 1997 to 2002. So, it's both a 90s and a 2000s show. Everyone wins. Okay, now back to your regularly scheduled content. I have to tell you about, I love, my favorite character, though, is Jane Kakowski. She plays Elaine Vassell. She takes so much abuse, honestly, um, like, from the law firm. But she is, like, a beautiful woman. She, like, knows her sexuality. And she's a very talented singer. And she's working as a paralegal. And she's just, like, so funny. And she sings so well. And everyone's, like, kind of, like, mean to her. But... She's amazing. I love her in it. She's great in everything she does. She's always she, really she always is. steals the show. Loved her. And um I just it's just a good show. Yeah. So I guess should I talk about Hayden Benetier? Oh yeah. <laughs> what oh my goodness. I was literally like wrapping it up. I'm like, well, give good us good night, everyone. What role does she play? Okay. This is where I this is where it jumps the shark for me. Okay. But so season five, Allie McFeel gets a knock on her door knock on her knock on her door. Okay. Mm-hmm. Allie McFeel gets a knock on the door. Knock, knock, knock. She opens the door. It's Hayden Penetier. And Allie's like, you know, it's a little late to get Girl Scout cookies right now, but I'll take six boxes. And Hayden's like, I'm not here to sell cookies. And Allie's like, well, then why are you here? And she's like, well, do you like surprises? And Allie's like, no. Am I about to get one? And Hayden's like, I'm your daughter. And Allie's like, well, I would know if I had a daughter, right? Mm -hmm. And then she's like, 12 years ago, you donated an egg to a fertility research center And they used that and, like, made me. And my dad passed away six months ago, and I've been living with my aunt, and I sought you out. And Allie faints. Mm -mm. I would, too. I would, too. It's just, like, the stupidest, dumbest, what? Yeah, yikes. This is what's also weird about it, is that in my memory, Hayden had a gay dad who, like, 
had who used like a uh you know got a baby with an egg donor okay and then passed mm-hmm. away but then egg in donor, this right. then in watching it it seems like she had like a straight dad who was just a single man who like had a daughter on his own i'm like that's weird i've never heard of that maybe you just filled in the blank on your own i think i did but i'm like i prefer my version yeah. where he's gay i always prefer a man to be gay <laughs> i do too i'm like ew wait is your dad straight Ugh. yeah yeah <laughs> My own dad is straight. Imagine growing up with a straight father. Ugh. Humiliating. So <laughs> can't tell the other kids you. at school that. So yeah. essentially, yada yada yada. Hayden's aunt comes. They talk about the situation, and it's resolved that Hayden will start living with Allie in Boston. Oh, and Why? you know who's in a- what world? Yeah, and in a really bizarre twist of events, before Hayden comes, Allie, like, loses her hat, and she follows the hat through the wind to a house, Mm. and then she buys Mm. the house, because this is how Allie works. And the house comes with the plumber, and the plumber is Bon Jovi. Oh, okay. Okay, so then when she inherits Hayden, when Hayden enters the picture, who, who better than to be, like her uh co-parent than her plumber so obviously he gives her so much parenting advice and babysits and like starts dating Allie and it is just so bizarre and it's like well I don't do you want me to spoil it or not I won't spoil it okay it is really just kind of odd um but I do enjoy Hayden's performance it is really similar to Dawn in Buffy. It would be, if, to take it, like, one step further, she would literally just come home one day and be like, oh, yeah, my daughter, obviously. I've had her this whole time. <laughs> That's how, I've never felt more gaslit than when Dawn showed up. Yeah, Buffy the I remember, Slayer. like, looking around in my empty room just being like, what? I was like, have I not been paying attention? Yeah, I was <laughs> I like, wait. I could have sworn. <laughs> what the hell is happening right now? And I was like, is this a thing? Yeah. It was so I, I was like, ugh. I guess they never said explicitly that she didn't have a sister. I was like trying to justify it in my I head. know. And then I was like, wait, but they did. And I like was like rewatching. I'm like, I just need to follow it. Ugh. Whatever. Yeah. So Whatever. annoying. So we can annoying. talk more about Michelle Trachtenberg later on. Um, but I really encourage everyone to go watch Ally McBeal. It's on Hulu. I think I'm gonna have to now. Don't um internalize their fat phobia and some of their other less evolved points of view trigger warning trigger, trigger warning, warning if you watch yeah trigger warning. on our and, recommendation and on hope really I'm, just like, I'm out of this kind of like majorly like sexist i would say but yeah 2002 was, 2002 was a different time <laughs> there was no such thing as sexism back then there really wasn't sorry cancel sorry. me <laughs> <laughs> i the, the fifth season which is um, the one that Hayden is in is the only season that didn't win like an Emmy or a Golden Globe and it's yikes. the season that like got them canceled so oh yikes it sounds like it was time though yeah I, I it every all the characters just kind of started leaving and it's like we gotta wrap it yeah. up I guess we gotta wrap mm-hmm. it up but it's good I love a like uh, a legal show I like kind of wanted yeah. to be a lawyer because of watching this I, I'm sure. I kind of wanted to be a lawyer when I watched Suits. Yes. I kind so. of wanted a suit when I watched Suits. 
Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Okay. You that's can get all I have a suit. No. No, I love it. That's great. That was perfect. Um, <laughs> and now I feel like I need to watch Ally McBeal, and I will be happy to. Uh, also in 2002, Hayden was in the video game The Mark of Cree. What's that about? I was going to ask you. <laughs> well, no way to know. <laughs> no way to know. Um, I feel like the people that listen to our podcast, they're not, they're not, they don't come here for video game knowledge. No. They, and, and they know, they, are, they know that they can get that from somewhere else. If, if you are point. here right now because you thought we would be giving video game knowledge, we, we're sorry, but yeah. you're at the wrong place. Right. There's other, I'm sure there are other podcasts that have covered the Mark of Cree. And yeah. it's just not us. Certainly not. So moving on to 2003. Okay, so in 2003, Hayden Panettiere starred in a TV movie called Normal, which stars Tom Wilkinson and Jessica Lange as her parents, um, and also Clancy Brown, the voice of Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob SquarePants. Whoa. Um, and he's just been in a million things. Um, but it's based on a book... Um, and the author of the book actually wrote the screenplay, which I love. I always love when that happens because it, mm-hmm. you know, keeps it close to the source material yeah. and very fun. Um, it was a made-for-TV movie, but it was also an official selection at Sundance in 2003. Whoa. So, yeah. What's it about? Um, it is about Tom Wilkinson, who is Hayden Panettiere's father, the, the character Tom, uh, the char- Tom is the actor. Golly. Tripping up. Let me start over. <laughs> it's about Hayden Panettiere's dad. Um, Skip Panettiere. Deciding <laughs> to... <laughs> Skip Panettiere, right. <laughs> um, no, her dad decides... He realizes that he's transgender and decides to uh, go through a like medical transition, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so it's about his relationship with his wife... Jessica Lang and also his daughter played by Hayden Panettiere who is kind of going through puberty at the same time that he is going through you know sort it's sort of a, a puberty um after taking estrogen and and such and he's preparing for bottom surgery so th- to then use she her pronouns she does use she, her pronouns. So it's tricky because Tom Wilkinson is obviously a cisgender man. Mm-hmm. So if I say him, I'm referring to Tom Wilkinson, the actor. Right. Okay. But the character is she, her. Basically from the opening scene. Um, oh, from the opening scene. The In oh. the very beginning of the movie, Tom Wilkinson's character is celebrating her anniversary, <laughs> the character's anniversary with her wife. Um and has like a medical scare and then we see the couple in counseling and she basically comes out and it says like i have known for a long time that i'm a woman and i want to go through with transitioning and it's like a huge shock to her wife it's a huge shock to i think it's a like a religious counseling that they're in um so it's a big shock to like the minister or whoever Mm. um yeah but Wow, it was that's... very interesting. I it's, it's two thousand three. Like that's pretty progressive for two thousand three. 
pretty progressive and they again handle it pretty well there are definitely things i think that would change a little bit Mm -hmm. um if they were to make this movie nowadays but yeah no for the most part hayden panettiere is like really accepting she just like she is just excited to you know she at one point tells her mom she's like dad and i wear the same bra size now like she's just all for it she's really excited um and hayden panettiere is a little bit of a tomboy which is hard for her mom as well because she's obviously going through a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was if if you are in the mood for a drama, <laughs> just a straight up drama with some yeah. family dynamics, give it a watch. Maybe where did it air? It was made for HBO. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, no further questions. <laughs> That's all I really got. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I tried to explain it with sensitivity. Yeah. I think you did a good job. Thank you. Especially, like, yeah, the conversation has evolved since 2003, but it's cool to hear that it wasn't that – that it was pretty decent. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. It was was handled well, for sure. Um, Also this year, the Kingdom Hearts movie (laughs) – Oh, yeah. We made a Kingdom Hearts TV movie. Uh, and Hayden Panettiere was in uh, Malcolm in the Middle for the first time. I <laughs> She's all over. <laughs> loved her in Malcolm in the Middle. And I don't know if I've told you this before, but when I was younger, my brother and I were obsessed with Malcolm in the Middle. And I had this like whole fantasy and like plan in my head where I was like, I want to... I want Lois's character to get like really sick of having all boys and to adopt a daughter and I'll play the daughter. Like I'm going to be on Malcolm in the middle. I'm going to be a a character. And my brother was like, she would never do that. Like that would never happen. And then Hayden Panettiere is on and I was like, and she kind of in a way gets quasi adopted by Lois a little bit. She's taken under her wing. I remember like showing my brother. I'm like, see, could have been me. But not plays, in a negative uh, way. I'm, I love her. Jessica. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, she plays their neighbor, Jessica, who is Malcolm's age and comes over to babysit, <laughs> <laughs> which is already just hilarious. That happened to a girl I went to camp with. <laughs> no. Yes. It did? She got hired to babysit oh a boy in her grade, and she said it was so weird. Um, shout out to you, Siobhan. I remember this story. Oh my gosh! What? How many episodes of Malcolm in the Middle did, of Hayden's episodes did you watch? Because she's in four from I believe 2003 I until four. 2005. Oh, great! Me too. Okay, let's run through them. But okay, I, I'm gonna let you tell me about them because I'm oh, feeling okay. generous. Okay, so <laughs> thank you. But correct me if I um you know say anything. Oh, wrong. trust me. Oh, Have I ever not corrected you? I look you? forward to it. <laughs> watch yourself. So. Her first episode is when she comes over to babysit the boys. So And uh, she's really just good at getting what she wants out of them, which is really a theme for her whole run on Malcolm in the Middle. It's hilarious. Like, she – I love that, like, like Malcolm is trying to sneak out, and she's like – or even just leave, and she's like, no, you're you're not allowed to leave. And he's like, I'm allowed to leave, and here are all the reasons why. And basically – talks to her like ad nauseum for hours about how much smarter he is than her and then he realizes that he forgot to leave and she does that to him smarter multiple times it's so good 
It is good. It's really, it's, I mean, Malcolm in the Middle is so well written. It always has been. It, yeah, it really um, has. In the second episode, Lois takes Jessica and the boys, which I think this might be one of my favorite episodes of all time. She takes Lois, or she takes Jessica and the boys to a production of Mamma Mia. And they are kind of not looking forward to it. Obviously, the guys don't really want to go. But Jessica gets in their ear and she's able to convince Reese that Malcolm is actually gay and he's the one that wants to see Mamma Mia. And she convinces Malcolm that Reese is gay and wants to go see Mamma Mia. And so bless these boys' hearts. They're just trying to be really supportive. of their closeted brother (laughs) so they both kind of fake enjoying mamma mia for each other but really it's what lois wanted all along and used jessica uh to get what she wanted and it's so funny because they're like this they're literally like they have these giant big smiles (laughs) and they're like i love mamma mia and it would be fine to love anything and i think that like we should be free to love what we want to love. <laughs> when they're making the sandwiches yes. in the kitchen and, and Reese is like, just because I want ham, that doesn't mean you have to want ham. <laughs> and it's sweet that they're both being like sweet, like they're both being so supportive. Oh, it's just so pure. My favorite, my favorite part is when they come home from the show <laughs> and they put on uh, Mamma Mia, like the soundtrack, and Reese and Malcolm are looking at each other and they've got these big smiles on their faces and then they both sort of slowly get more and more into it. <laughs> they're dancing and Mal- oh, it's so, we'll, we'll put it on TikTok. Go check TikTok yeah, they're for like, it. It's they're so funny. They're incredibly stressed though. <laughs> they look like they're in pain. Yeah, they're they in pain, look like, like mouthing the words. Oh. Brilliant. I love it. Um, Episode three, Jessica teaches Malcolm how to kind of get what he wants out of Lois. Um, Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, she, like, manipulates him into manipulating his mom. Yeah, there you go. That's perfect. Manipulates him into manipulating his mom. That was good. You should have a podcast. Um, Stop. And then episode four, Jessica's a less significant role in this one but in her fourth episode uh malcolm gets paired up with this hot girl in his science class who wants to date him secretly and he goes along with it he doesn't care he's like as long as i get to date this pretty girl played by sarah wright who is one of the mean girls in the house bunny um (laughs) she oh sarah wright i just hit myself in the face (laughs) Sarah Wright Olson, she's married to Eric Christian Olson from NCIS Los Angeles and fired up if you care about <laughs> Eric Christian Olson. Uh, of course we do. Eric Christian Olson next yeah. season of History Dubs. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love Fired Up. I'll do anything just to watch Fired Up. It is that it, it's such a good movie. Um also one of the cool boys in this clique that uh, Malcolm is well that she is she's in this cool popular clique of people that she doesn't want to know she doesn't want them to know that she's dating Malcolm right Uh, and one of the boys one of the main boys in this clique is Eric Von Detten famously from Brink The Princess Diaries Toy Story (laughs) 
This man ran the early 2000s. What did I call Brink in our last episode? Brisk? You called it like sploosh or something. I called it like it was brisk. Like not <laughs> brisk. You were thinking of the iced tea. I was thinking of the brisk. iced tea. Oh, so yeah, sorry no. about that. <laughs> so I was like, close Zingo? though. <laughs> <laughs> almost. You you almost had it. Um, yeah, it was thrilling to see Eric Von Dutton in an episode of Malcolm in the Middle, and it was the only one he was in. Yeah, because Jessica, like, it's like Lord, she's Malcolm's neighbor, and her parents, like. Her dad's, like, an alcoholic, and she starts, like, living with them. So she's yeah. just kind of around, like, she's, in the fourth episode, she's just kind of, like, background almost. Like, oh, yeah, it's just Jessica. Her her main duty, the main reason she's in that fourth episode is because she convinces Malcolm, essentially, to break up with Sarah Wright's character with the promise that, like, the two of them are going to date. Like, she alludes to having feelings for Malcolm Mm -hmm. and then he breaks up with Sarah Wright and is like oh great we can be together now and then she's like nah (laughs) classic Jessica but she was right like he shouldn't have been with someone who was treating him the way that she was treating him absolutely because she wasn't just she wasn't just pretending not to know him she was actively being mean to him and then actively getting him beat up by other guys she's like (laughs) ew don't say that to me you sick pervert and then they're like what did you say to her it's like she wasn't just like hey guys like don't give him a purple nurple he's just weird like no she's like actively bullying him (laughs) it was crazy she like smashes his head into a locker it's like nuts i'm not laughing at the idea of (laughs) bullying or being bullied i'm just laughing at the ridiculousness of this episode yeah like it's so so ridiculous I love. Um, I also in the just middle. want to mention really quickly one last thought about Malcolm in the Middle. Um, Brian Cranston co-starred in Loving with Leslie Vogel. I know. Oh yeah, I've been wanting to so talk a fun about little this. connection there. Who is Hayden's mom? So like, I just think about them on set and how fun that must have been. Yeah, I wonder what that conversation was like. Oh, me too. If only if I could go back in time. And be a fly on the... If I could turn back time. I was literally doing that. If I could find a way. I was doing that last night in my Uber home about, like, not ordering Taco Bell, like, ten minutes earlier. <laughs> oh, gosh. What's funny is me and my roommate right went out. We ordered Taco Bell, and we get home. And then, like, a couple minutes later, our other roommate shows up, and she had also ordered Taco Bell. <laughs> so we all three had ordered Taco Bell, like, individually. Oh, brilliant. Wow. Yeah. You know, sometimes just... The last time I ordered Taco Bell to, like, get delivered, I was at an Airbnb with some of my friends, and the Airbnb driver, like, picked up our Taco... It was obviously, like, 2 a.m., um, but he picked up our... Taco Bell and brought it to us and he was sending messages that were like I'm outside don't you see my car like come outside scary <laughs> and they were like he's not it was terrifying and we we're already like in an Airbnb the scariest place like you not can our be. home so scary so my friend was like asked our other friend's boyfriend to go with her and oh <laughs> to retrieve the Taco Bell that's in fact she shouldn't have even gone and I was like nobody walk up to the car nobody approach the car I was like yelling at them it's like he's gonna bring it to us I agree especially I was so scared oh yeah it's like girls will be like this and guys don't understand what we're doing and it's like because we don't we're trained like we've and we've trained ourselves 
to not be like this insane. <laughs> like when mm-hmm, I was. Mm-hmm. And obviously my friend's boyfriend was very, he was like, oh yeah, totally. I'm yeah, coming. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, like when I was in Italy, we brought this guy, like a male friend and we were like, he'll keep us safe. No, not at all. In fact, mm. like he got himself like pickpocketed because like he didn't know not to like do X, Y, and Z. Like he was talking to these people oh, who were like no. clearly like, cause there are groups of people who like steal from you. And it was like, there are things that you don't do. It's like, you don't just like pull out, like you don't just put your wallet and keys and phone, like in your basketball shorts and then like have a conversation <laughs> where you're surrounded by like 12 people. Like he right. got everything stolen and we were like, well, that was on you. Like we never would have done any yeah. of that. Yeah. Girls, girls know. No. So sorry, Drew. <laughs> the last time I, I went out like, with my brother like out on the town um he, he came to like visit he didn't come to visit me in LA he just happened to be in LA and we went to this club and there was this guy there who was coming on to me very strongly and somebody I knew before but um he was like asking me to come home with him he's like come back with me or whatever like and I was like oh sorry like my brother's in town you know I gotta see my brother so he this guy went to my brother and was like I want to take your sister home and my brother was like yeah, man, whatever. <laughs> it's all good. I know. And I was like, no, it's not all no, good. No, it's also not how it works. Like, I'm not a goat. <laughs> not how it works. I know. Exactly. Well, I was using him, obviously using as him excuse. as an excuse. Does to, like, he not, not know that we're using him yeah. as an excuse? Also, it's like... It was so funny, too, because I was with two of my brother's friends as well. It was like my brother and and two of his friends. And both of them at separate times in the night, like, pulled me aside and were like, do you know this guy? Are you okay with this guy? Like... <laughs> just thought he was weird we're like hanging around and then my brother's like yeah man whatever <laughs> my god it was pretty funny and it was fine yeah, like, like you, did, you <laughs> whatever, didn't but so you didn't have to go <laughs> I think I did I think that I ran out of excuses and I was just like okay I guess I guess I'll go <laughs> I'm too polite I know that it's a problem this is also somebody I knew before I knew he was harmless like I knew I was gonna be okay but Oh, I keep forgetting that you know this person. Yeah, it was a little bit a little bit different, but still. Like, yeah, be a homie, okay. Connor. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, at Connor. What the hell? Come on, Connor. It's okay. It's a long time ago. He's a dad now. Connor, not the guy. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant the guy. <laughs> I mean, as far as I know, I, we don't really keep up with each other. <laughs> Uh, wow oh my god okay <laughs> did you watch Fillmore I couldn't find it anywhere point? I could not find it anywhere I don't I'm not <laughs> positive I know what Fillmore is but I couldn't find me it me neither um the only thing I know about it is um Hayden Panettiere's episode they misspelled her name <laughs> she's credited as credited as Panettiere Panettiere P-A-N-I mm. everyone get your pens out P-A-N-I-T-T-E-R-I-E. Panettiere. Not mm-hmm. that close. <laughs> no, it's like Guy Fieri. <laughs> Panettiere. <laughs> it's Jay Leno saying, welcome, Hayden, Pen- Hayden Panettiere. <laughs> Can't believe they Was let that go. Was he the one who, who did the credits? Probably. I think he does the credits for Fillmore. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but 2004 was a big year for her, so who cares that the one episode of Fillmore she was in, they didn't spell her name right. 
No, who cares? Um, she's in Raising Helen, which is one of my like fave movies. It's not available anywhere, but luckily I do remember all of it. So, oh great, start at the beginning. Don't leave anything out. Essentially, I want to feel like I've watched it. <laughs> Spoiler alerts. Um, essentially, what happens is um, Hayden Panettiere is the older sister of Spencer Breslin and Abigail Breslin, and they have parents and they're at like a big like family dinner and it's like her kids her parents I mean the siblings parents Joan Cusack and Joan Cusack's husband who I forget and then like a bunch of kids because Joan Cusack's her aunt and then um Helen aka Kate Hudson is like running late so she's like late to like the family dinner she's like the wild aunt living her single life and her sisters are like, settle down. Like, you'd love being a mom. And Kate Hudson, a.k.a. Helen, is like, what do I know about being a mom? Our mom died and you raised us. <laughs> and she's saying that Ow. to one of her, her older sisters, right? She's like, I was raised by you. Like, I don't know anything about being a mom. Like, I'm just focused on my career. Okay? Mm-hmm. Anyway, essentially what happens is that maybe like a couple days later, blah, 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 she gets a phone call. Her sister and brother-in-law have been in a car accident, and they have been killed. And she is listed as the guardian for Hayden Penetier, Spencer, and Abigail Breslin. And she's like, what? There has to be some – I mean, besides the grief of her sister, she's, like, blindsided by the fact that she's listed as the guardian because she's like, I'm the irresponsible one. Like, it should be Joan Cusack. And Joan Cusack is, like, kind of offended that she's not listed as the guardian because she's, like, I'm the mama bear. Like, I am the mom, you know. But it's essentially the sister's wishes. Like, she's, like, this will make her grow up, or essentially. So Kate Hudson gets custody of these three kids and kind of makes life work in the city and it's like a beautiful movie where they're like bonding there's growing pains like they're sad they you know they go to a she has like a really hard time getting them into a school because it's like hard to get three kids into a school in the middle of the school year in the city so she Mm. like finally they get an appointment at this lutheran school so she's like telling the kids she's like we're lutheran like we're Lutheran, we're Lutheran. Like if anyone asks, we're Lutheran. And so she's like, <laughs> she like goes to like the meeting, and she has the meeting with like the Lutheran minister, who's John Corbett, Hillary Hi. connection. Oh, two times, two times. Yes. Raise your voice and hognet your father. Hell yeah. Okay, so he is the minister, and like mm-hmm. she keeps being like, by the way, did I mention we're so Lutheran? And then at the very end, he's like, okay, well, like, I'm happy for the kids to start. Like, I just need your blood tests. And she's like, what? He's like, your Lutheran blood tests. And she's like, oh, well, we have, like, a rare blood condition. And he was like, I'm kidding. You don't have to be a Lutheran to go to this school. (laughs) (laughs) And thus begins, like, their flirtation. So she Mm -hmm. starts seeing the, like, sexy minister principal of the kids' school. And... That's all Hot. I'm going to say about that. I will say Ooh. some drama with Hayden. It's like she's like texting a boy and she like she runs. She was texting in 2004? Mm-hmm. 
Do you know how expensive that is? Okay, maybe she was IMing. No, I just hope her parents left her some money, that's all. <laughs> oh my god. Awesome. It was like a dollar to send a text and a dollar to receive a text. In 2004? 2004? Yeah, I think so. That kind of makes sense, because you were still paying for minutes, weren't you? I think so, yeah. My grandpa's... I guess that's what my parents told me. Maybe that was just so I wouldn't text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you just had a bad plan. But my grandpa's <laughs> so sweet, like, he, you know, he'll be like, wait, let me call you back from my phone because I don't want you to have to pay for the minutes. And I'm like, it's okay. Aww. We don't we don't actually do that anymore. Like, it's not how it works. And he's like, no, I, I insist. Like, I'll pay for this phone call. But I had to, like, convince him. I was like, it's oh, okay. So cute. <laughs> you have to put more coins in to keep talking. Yeah, I think he's still being like, she's being a martyr. I'm going to send her some money because I know these phone right. calls are expensive. Right. And I'm like, they're really, they're not. Aww. It's so sweet. Oh, um, but yeah, essentially, like, Hayden, like, runs away, and then Helen, like, grows up and, like, finds her, and it's just a beautiful story. I have a stepmom, so I really, like, uh, resonated with this story of, you know, the bonding that can happen yeah. with a guardian. Sweet. That is sweet. I love that. I've I've actually never seen Raising Helen. You really should, and I wish... You could, because I could not find it. It said, like, available nowhere. I'll, I'll track it down. I'll get you a DVD for Christmas. Oh, shoot. I shouldn't have I often that. get... <laughs> Ooh. You'll have to rethink it. Um, I often get Raising Helen and Uptown Girl confused. Oh, Uptown Girls? That's my other favorite. Have you not seen it? Just... No, that one I have, so it's funny that I get them mixed up. But it's just similar in the sense that it's... Yeah. Blondes. The older... Blonde. Blondes, raisin blondes. Acts young. And then the younger blonde acts, acts a little more mature, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, Raising Helen I, I, is the one I haven't seen. So I'll put that on the list right after Ally McBeal. And you call yourself a Joan Cusack fan. I do love Joan Cusack. Also, we're going to talk about her later when we get to Ice Princess. So true. more Joan Cusack to come. True, 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 true. Yes. Um, so... Raising Helen in 2004, also another iconic Hayden role, Tiger Cruise. Insane. Her only DCOM. I didn't know this movie was about 9-11 until I was watching it. And then it was like September 9th, 2001. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't know. I thought Tiger Cruise was like about like, um, like a zoo cruise. Mm, no. Had you seen Tiger Cruise before? No. I think <gasps> if I'd seen it, I would have known it was about 9-11. Right. It really, it really I stuck in my all brain. This time, it was about, like, animals on a cruise ship. Tigers. I'm floored. <laughs> I would have paid money to watch you watch this movie for the first time, had I known. <laughs> I, I was, like, really confused. <laughs> yeah. And then oh. I'm like, oh, wow. Like... What an insane, like, 2004, like, it was such a weird time in our country post 9-11 to, like, for them to take on this project is, like, yeah, I mean, that, that's a heavy, it was a heavy thing to cover in a so children's heavy. movie. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, tell us about it. Give us a, give us <laughs> no. a long one. <laughs> no, um, you, you're, you're the expert. It's, okay. Okay. I, it starts with Hayden Penetier telling her little sister, Jeanette McCurdy, 
to like get out of her room. Love it. Okay. Uh, and Fabulous. I was like so excited to see Jeanette. And yeah. essentially, um, Hayden's dad is a naval officer and he is on a ship and they have this thing every year where it's like friends and family members can come and be like civilian guests on a like training expedition correct me if I'm wrong yeah it's like it's kind of like a bring your kids to work day just sort of like yeah this is what we do yeah but they don't they don't let you bring significant others which I thought was funny oh yeah okay I kind of get it um but it's weird because it's like all these people you can be an adult or you can be a kid and you all room together so there's like an adult man sharing a room with Jansen Penetier and I'm like that feels Mm. wrong yeah that does that's that's a little bit inappropriate yeah and Jansen um Hayden's real life brother plays a another kid in this adventure in this movie in this adventure his mom Adorable. is an officer, and she takes on kind of like a babysitter role, like role model role in the movie. But she, the only reason that she wanted to go on the Tiger Cruise in the first place is because she she wanted to tell her dad like that he, to quit the military. She was like, I'm sick of changing schools every year. I'm sick of you not being in our life. Like, you don't know what everyday life is like without you. It's horrible. We're sad. And I want you to like retire. So she goes on this Tiger Cruise, like despite having like resentments towards the military, quite frankly. And she's like resentful of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And she meets a girl there who is like loves the military. Her sister is a fighter pilot and she thinks it's just the coolest thing ever. And so they've kind of become an unlikely friendship. And there's another kid whose brother is a pilot and he doesn't really want to be there um but essentially they set off they set off on their tiger cruise on september 9th 2001 and so obviously they are at sea when 9-11 happens and since this is a military vessel it was very dramatic and scary and like i don't know you take over page (laughs) Do you want to, um, just in case anybody doesn't know, do you want to go into detail about what happened on 9-11? <laughs> Can't even get through it without laughing. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. Um, no, that's basically what I remember about Tiger Cruise. I did watch it when it came out in 2004 and was like, this is what this movie's about. <laughs> it was a little bit, um, a little, it is heavy. <laughs> And on September 10th, Bill Pullman, um, rest in peace, is Hayden Panettiere's father. He agrees to retire from the military. Mm -hmm. And then September 11th happens, and they are, like, at sea, and they're freaked out, and they don't know if they're going into a war zone. They don't know if they're going to be targeted. They don't know the state of their family members. There is um, uh, someone on the cruise who loses a brother in the Pentagon um, because a lot of these people are, like, military people and have like government right. family so there's like a guy who's like um you know my all my friends parents work at the world's trade center like I don't, I don't know like who I've lost you know mm-hmm. so it is a really heavy movie and it's they have to like 
chart courses and Hayden has to like step up and be like a role model for the kids. Um, and then she tells her dad that it's okay and that like the country needs him and he can like go to war. Yeah, there's it's a quite propaganda y, mm-hmm. I will say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I remember the remarkably bad green screens. Mm, yes. I would say watch it for that, if nothing else. It'll blow your mind. <laughs> it's like it's, jarring. It <laughs> it's really like is. startling. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely check it out. Um, and Hayden's weird curls. They do a weird. Yeah, they try to do It's not her natural curls. And they're, like, going against it. And she's, like, has, like, a bad attitude in the movie, which isn't really like her either. It's probably because of her bad hair. Yeah. (laughs) I would have an attitude, too. I would, too. If my curls turned out that way. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like Hillary, she only starred in one DCOM, also kind of propaganda-y. And I did not think about that when I started that sentence. Cadet Kelly has a lot in common with... Tiger Cruise. Yeah. And they both have daddy issues. (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Disney, very patriotic. I'm wondering um, who who is writing these movies for them besides... This is also when they were doing those little segments between uh, shows that were like, what's your favorite thing about the USA? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And they were like, my favorite thing is... Probably when soldiers come home from war and hug their kids at baseball games. <laughs> I think they did one that was actually called, like, Remembering 9-11, and they talked about, like, the impact on the country. Yeah, I'm pretty Ooh. sure they were wearing those, like, old Navy tank tops with the American flag. I can, like, exactly see right. I Exactly ha- And I had that tank we'll, top. We'll find that. We'll put that on TikTok, too. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Subscribe if you haven't. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok for more uh, content about our girl, Hayden. This is part three of our Hayden Penetiera, so we're happy to have you here with us. I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And this has been History Duffs. Don't we say that together? (laughs) Not since we've done it on Zoom because of the delay. (laughs) 